I would say I was pulling out my notes, but my notes this time are just Googling the name of the game. <laughs> oh, your notes were just Swedish robot fight. <laughs> Welcome back to the Bad Gamecast. This is Jake. This is Jason. And this time we played Generation Zero. All right, I'm real real. How does that name even connect to the game? Um, Did they just dial up a random like word generator? Maybe it makes more sense in Swedish. That doesn't feel right. I don't know, because why isn't it like Robot Dawn or something? I think I would play a game called Robot Dawn. I think I have played a game called Robot Dawn. <laughs> Scratch what I said. You know, I had them up and then I closed it. Generation Zero released October 2018, developed by Avalanche Studios Group, published by Avalanche Studios Group, and everyone's favorite THQ Nordic, released on the PlayStation 4, PlayStation, Xbox One, and Windows. So your PlayStations, your Xboxes, your Microsofts, Fisifisis. Were they like required to release through THQ Nordic because they're from Sweden? Uh, no, they were required to because THQ Nordic owns them. Oh. Probably. I don't actually know that. I don't know where THQ Nordic is. You would assume in a... Nordic country? Nordic country. <laughs> I assume so. I, I don't know. No, Baltimore of all places. Because <laughs> THQ Nordic is like their own thing now, right? Yeah. After THQ went all left and right. Well, yeah, they bought the name THQ. Yeah. Picking up the phone, looking for stuff. THQ Nordic is an Austrian video game publisher based in Vienna. Huh. So, there you go. They own what the Fire Council or whoever it is doesn't own? That's not owned by Microsoft or Epic? There are not a lot of uh, publishers left, are there? No, they're going the way of the, like, uh, corporate super farm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about uh, Bethesda. Microsoft's uh, acquisition of Zenimax and Bethesda and all that shit. Yeah. And just like, boy, oh boy, really, uh, really trimming down. It's like six publishers left. Yep. Still waiting on Silk Song, Team Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough the farting around. What's, uh, what the hell is a Generation Zero, Jason? Generation Zero is a Swedish robot fighting simulator. Uh, wait. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, it isn't not that. Yeah, it's a game. <laughs> That's descriptive. <laughs> hey, so it's a survival game, uh, first person shooting, survival crafting kind of stuff. Yeah, <sighs> I believe on the box it would say crafting, but it sure doesn't feel like that. No. Um. So that, that that's the game you're getting into, right? The uh, it has um limited story. Yeah, spread out through a lot of fluff. Yeah, and. It uh, might have just been because I didn't really have the patience for listening to audio logs and reading papers that I didn't really get most of any of it. But the way the game presents itself is your character has amnesia? No. You were out on a holiday trip with your friends to some island nearby uh, because the whole game takes place on an island. On your way back, the boat gets shot by a missile. You're the only one that makes it to shore. You have no idea what this shit is happening. Sure. But, yeah, so these, the whole idea is that yeah, you just have no idea what's going on. Your yep. character is not privy to anything. 
And you just have to survive by finding guns and shooting robots. Oh, yeah. Surprise. It's robot apocalypse. Yeah. And as you do, you keep finding like dead people and all their homes are empty and this town was evacuated and notes and shit. Yeah, you find notes. There's audio logs in the form of tapes. Uh, occasionally you get uh, radio snippets over like uh, police radios or walkie talkies. So there's like main quests. I guess I'll try it. The main quest has you unlock a bunch of military bunkers. And as you do, it like gives you other quests in the area to do. The ones that matter inevitably are really just there's a bunch of like uh, killing these robots to clear the radio waves. And so you do that, and then you go through and you find the, like, building where all the robots are coming from. And then once you clear the radio waves, you get a contact from the Russians. Yep. The Russians are like, hey, um, we see you got death robots. Bleat. We can help with that. Bleat. <laughs> find this boat, okay? Yeah, we sent you a thing. Go find the boat. You go to the boat, and it's a briefcase. I assume it's in, like, nuke. Was uh, Sweden, like, also Cold War Russia fears? I don't know. Uh, because this game takes place in fictional 1989, so it's uh, 80-stacular. Is it? Yes. Okay. Uh, that's when it takes place, 80-stacular. Eh, I don't know about that. Right. I'm <laughs> like, you could have told me this was mostly any time. I mean, that would explain some of the fashion choices, I guess. Helps explain the lack of cell phones. Yeah. The uh, Bump and Sith Wave soundtrack. I'll take your word for it. Not to jump the gun here, the uh, the soundtrack's actually pretty all right. Sure. If you like Synth Wave, which I do. Um, the, so you get the, what I'm assuming is a nuke and in a briefcase. Uh, it's an EMP. Sure. And you go back to the thing and a uh, robot dude talks with you as you break into the bunker. <laughs> yeah. Really skipping a lot there. <laughs> and then you place the thing and it explodes and then you're in the end game. So the whole thing, uh, <laughs> the robot dude that talks to you, basically uh, between him and then some of the snippets you pick up, you learn that Sweden was doing this whole like making robots for war. They're going to be war robots. And they were going to be controlled by like... Warbots, if you will? People. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> and so that was the idea was to have like people connect up to a computer to control the robots with their brains. And like, then they had this whole like, yeah, human computer brain interface. And the, one of the lead scientists who was working on it, uh, had AIDS. Yeah. He had contracted AIDS from a blood transfusion a few years earlier. And so he was dying, so he basically was like, hell with it. Let's just guinea pig on me. Because they had been trying to use, just to get the brain interface to work, they'd been using, like, other animals, and it yeah. just kills them. Yep. And so he was like, fuck it. <laughs> I'm gonna die anyway. So he uploads his brain to the computer and then becomes the computer. They ghost him up in that machine? Yeah. Uh, and then he just, like... Basically, a combination of, like, loses his humanity because he's a machine now, and his desire to interact with the world, and his only way to do that is to send death robots. Which, like, uh, what? <laughs> I don't know. He has some thing that he says about, like, you know, as a person and in life, he used to only want, you know, uh, 
internal things and like, you know, things that brought him joy or pleasure or stuff. But now that he's a robot, he doesn't really feel those. And he only wants external things. And he wants all the things in the world. I don't know. He's off on some crazy nonsense. He's all like, I've seen things. Seen things you little people wouldn't believe. Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion, bright as magnesium. I rode on the back decks of the blinker and watched the sea beams glitter in the dark near the Tannhauser Gate. All those moments, gone like tears in the rain. Great, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so when you get to when you get to him and you're talking to the robot box, he's like, so, you know, the Russians are, uh, as soon as you set that off, they're just going to bomb the shit out of this place and kill you, too. And I don't think that's fair. That's not fair to you. You didn't ask for this. You found yourself in this situation, which is weird that he knew, like, what you were doing this whole time. Well, yeah, because he's all the robots. <laughs> okay, see, so that's weird for my playthrough. <laughs> but the end of the game is uh, when you set the EMP off, he's like, it don't even matter, fool. I ain't here. And then because uh, he's all the robots. Because yeah, he's the ghost in the machine. And then uh, the place starts getting bombed, and on your way out, you black out, and you just like wake up on the beach or whatever. Yeah. So the game can continue. Yeah, because there's more grinding to be had. Yeah, it's weird because it's almost like the game is um, built to take your money. But here's the thing: it's not right. There's nothing in there for you to give the money. It just feels like it wants to be a live service game. Yeah. <laughs> so it is a uh, first-person shooter survival crafting. Oh, my God. Because we both had comparisons as we were playing through it. Uh, it reminded me of, like, a very Daisy Light. Oh, I'm trying to remember which ones the comparisons I was making. Because I was making a ton of them. Uh, I remember you had said Fallout 76. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because, it again, it feels like it really wants to be, like, this, like, live service game. And it, the, the crafting is the almost fallout level crafting where it's not good yeah but you could do more with fallout level not good crafting yeah um but then like they have different ammo types like uh new vegas did where you have which i often think is just wholly inconvenient uh, yeah uh, when you've got like four different types of ammo for a single gun and you're rotating through them it's just like this is well, yeah, but this one does 2% more damage against this enemy type. Or I could never pay any attention to it and just keep pulling the trigger till the fucking magazine's empty. Right. Which uh, is it, what I'm going to do. It doesn't matter. Just just condense it. It's way easier. Yeah. They, and, you know, they have the whole uh, weight mechanic, which you know, a lot of games do. But then, like, it, you know, you're also a survival crafting game. So See, that's the only thing that I can think of that made it a survival game, though. Because, like, you don't sleep, you don't eat, you don't have to drink water. All of that is out the window, right? So the only thing that you're really managing is how much you're carrying. It's like, I'm not really sure what makes it survival. It is definitely that kind of game. But, like, sans that, which, honestly, is kind of nice. Like, I got to keep myself fed in real life. That's not what I'm coming to video games for, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is weird to have a survival game that has, like, less survival mechanics than Minecraft. Yeah. Because, like... I like Minecraft, but I, I love it for not its survival aspect. Yeah. Because that's just kind of there. <laughs> yeah, you could take the uh, food out of it entirely, and uh, I would get as much enjoyment out of it. Yeah. It's not it's not a relevant or interesting part to me. No. I mean, that does force me to like build structures geared solely around food. I'll give them that. Yeah, especially if you do like some more of the hardcore, both 
as the difficulty level and uh, there are mods that make it more hardcore that like that kind of stuff is more important where you have to farm and stuff more. But look, I want to talk about Minecraft, but <laughs> but yeah, so it I don't know. It does some things well ish. Yeah. Okay. So where do you want to start? The gunplay, the crafting, the I mean, the we, map, the we crafting. We talk where about you go. like yeah, the gunplay, the actual playing the game. I don't know how you felt about the guns. They were okay. Yeah, that's kind of. I was like, they're they're not terrible. They they felt weirdly balanced to me. Yeah. 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 The the shooting it's um serviceable isn't fair to this game because like they do they do a good job. The guns for the most part feel like distinct from one another. In how they handle uh, between the recoil, the sound, the screen check, you know, the normal gun trappings, right? It feels responsive enough, which is can be an issue with some shooters. Um, we haven't said it. Like, this game actually looks pretty good, I think. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's fine. But I guess there is one glaring issue with mm, all the single shot weapons in the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that issue is uh, guns don't do a lot of damage, including sniper rifles for some reason. Yeah, um, the variability in how much damage your gun does doesn't feel that high. No. Like the difference between a nine mil pistol to all the way up through your, you know, magnums, your uh, AKs, your M somethings, your sniper, your hunting rifles, your actual sniper rifles. Honestly, I can't say they do that much difference in damage per shot. No. Which then your fully automatic ones piss bullets. Yeah. Uh, like, I, they snipers probably do more damage, but I can sit there and, like, you have a clip size of four and it's single shot and you'll empty two clips into something and it's going to take you, you know, a minute. Or you can just hold down the trigger on your automatic and just watch as you just burn through your opponent yeah you spend the same amount of bullets to kill him yeah uh well that's that's not right snipers feel um really uh bad yeah really bad yeah what i thought was interesting is they give you a 50 like you you have a 50 bmg mm -hmm. and i was like fucking excited now uh running and gunning is my play style if you've ever seen me play a shooter boy i don't aim so like i don't go for precision guns because i can't aim fastest outline in the west baby so you know like i'm i'm there with an smg and an assault rifle like i just want to piss bullets down range the gun will hit something probably whatever right but when i got the 50 i was excited he'd be like surely surely this thing will fucking tear through some shit you get a 50 bmg and one of the ammo types is just armor piercing rounds yeah i think you see one of those uh floating drones and let's circle back around to the enemy types and then I see this little floating bastard, and I hit him, and the bullet goes, phew, pink, and it just pinks off of him, and he keeps on flying. I'm like, bullshit. Bullshit. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's like I hit him with a fucking pea shooter. What are we doing here? Right. It. So it's like, if they're trying to adhere to some form of realism, I don't see how a 50 BMG AP round doesn't just, like, kill almost anything in the game in, like, two hits. Yeah. It's designed to literally tear through metal armor. Yeah. Like, the gun and that specific <laughs> ammo type was for punching through tanks. Yeah, your fucking tank buster there should be able to handle these robots. Right. And so you shoot a robot in its joint, and it should just, like, fuck that robot's leg off. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's some good gib action. Just, Blira! Nope. Uh -uh. This robot's just kind of like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. The tickled. Great. 
Right, let me switch back to my AK so I can kill you. Now, in some of the things that you can craft, uh, assuming you have the recipes for... Well, no, because like you pick up most of the stuff, right? I mean, you can craft like the explosives and whatever. You can craft a lot of the usable items, health items, and ammos. You just have to find the crafting recipes. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, if you want to go full-on guerrilla warfare, and uh, this is a thing that I did a little bit early on, which is neat that it lets you do it, is, uh, like, there's landmines or propane tanks. You know, you can put the tanks down and then shoot them and they explode. What you want them to do, there's uh, car batteries and stuff, which if you shoot them, they act like an EMP. Fine. Totally workable. It, you know, stuns the robots for a few seconds. Not long enough to be useful, which is weird. But, you know, like, it's a neat thing. So, like, uh, I would... Come up to I know where they were pathing along, like, you know, marching through the woods or whatever, and I would lay a trap and then wait early on. And when they got close, hit a tank, set a chain of explosions off, laugh. Yeah, you can do full guerrilla warfare, you know, and there's ways to attract them with, like, the boom boxes and stuff. Yep. So, like, you can set down a uh, gas tank next to a car and then put a boom box on top of the car and fuck off and, like, the... Robots will come, you know, because loud boombox, and then you shoot explosive barrel, it does explosion damage, the car explodes, and just ruins them. Yeah. You're like, cool. It's exactly what I wanted. Yeah, which can make for some interesting moment-to-moment gameplay. Or, you could do what I did, and just run full tilt of things, guns ablazing. And uh, what I found to be way more interesting <laughs> is to run at them and just try to survive the combat by shooting them in the face. Yeah! It is more difficult. You're making it more harder on yourself. There you But it's still not that difficult. <laughs> it's really not. With a few exceptions, and like we played a lot of this game co-op. Yeah. Uh, there wasn't too many situations where like it really got out of hand. There's a couple. Yeah. Holy shit, there's a couple. Some of the big guys spawn dudes, and when you get a, too many of those big guys, and they're all just spawning in legions of guys, yeah. and it's like, all right, we killed a dozen. Turns around, there's 30 of them. <laughs> ah. Fuck. <laughs> I see. So let's see, guns. There are, what, assault rifles, SMGs, pistols, or sniper class, rocket launcher, shotgun. Shotgun, yeah. There are a few varieties of each of them. Uh, you're hunting, you've got some, um, a semi-auto, a bolt action, and a 50 a rocket launcher. There's only the one rocket launcher. Uh, a couple different assault rifles, blah, 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 blah. Like, between the models, there's some different variants. Like, uh, there's the one assault rifle that comes in two flavors that takes different ammo types. And more importantly, they have a rarity system. Yeah, e each gun has a number of crowns. In the, uh, typical, uh, when grandma burps, Patrick obeys a rarity order. Yeah, what? I uh, mean, I understand, but what? Borderlands. Oh, sure. That's how they explain it. Just remember, when Grandma burbs, Patrick obeys. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Which, the uh, the difference between a, like, one crown and five crown are fucking crazy. Yeah, the rarity of your gun matters a lot. <laughs> yeah. Because once you get a five crown gun, it's just... The game entirely changes when you start the game and you're using, like, one crown, you know, little thing. And it's... You're setting traps and shit. But then, like, I don't know. It didn't honestly take that long for me to get, like, a four crown gun. I just kind of accidented into it. Well, when the game starts off, you have a pistol and there's some robot dogs. 
and uh, for a while, those dogs put a hurting on you. And you don't have, like, armor. There isn't anything that you put on yourself to really reduce damage. There's a skill system we haven't talked about yet. But for a while, you're running from the dogs. Then it gets to a point where you're just hunting dogs for sport. And it does, like, it takes, what, like an hour or two? Like, it happens fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. As soon as you learn, you can just shoot the gas can on their back and they explode. Yeah, as soon as I figured out that uh, single shot to their gas can and they explode, and then I got me a hunting rifle. And so I was just literally aim down scope, one shot, one kill clean up dogs from a distance yeah yeah it uh very quickly because yeah we played that first you know i played the we played a bit you were ahead of me yeah because i was a few hours in by the time you had started yeah and we played a bit together but then like i played for a few hours by myself i cleared a bunch of stuff and got to like one of the next areas and then i happened into like some four-star guns and just the amount that the game changed in level of difficulty was like oh cool so, like, as long as it's not big walker dudes, I could just, like, kill them easily. Yeah, uh, as soon as we left the, like, starting area, uh, we took, we, like, just went different directions. And I didn't find, like, I had some okay stuff, but, like, my playstyle didn't change because I was always doing that run and gun in your face. But you would start and you were sniping until it just was untenable. Yeah, because, again, snipers just don't do nearly enough damage, and the sniping perk... So there's a whole skill tree, blah, blah, blah. They're bad. The skill tree I genuinely dislike because it is mostly just things that have little to no real feeling of difference. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, increased stamina so you can run faster or farther. Here's the thing, though. Uh, When you run, you have a stamina meter and it goes down. But when it depletes, you don't stop running. Yeah. You move slightly slower, but like you're still. But you're still running. You're still running. And, like, there's one that increases your stamina regen, which I don't even know when that would be relevant. Uh, I took it early on thinking, oh, like, it has a stamina meter. This might be important. No, it's really not. Yeah. And then the cool thing is they don't let you respec, so. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. Well, you can. You just have to uh, edit the save file to refund yourself the points. Yeah. You know, good shit. Yeah. So most of the skills are like, um, what? 10% 10% extra here, uh, 15% yeah. extra there. Reload 10% faster, uh, have 10% less recoil. Yeah, so, like, stuff that, <laughs> if you dump a couple points into it, like, you finally, like, there's a noticeable change, but it takes a while to get there. And it, like, is one of those things where, yeah, it changes, but not really meaningfully. Well, also, uh, because the skills cap at, what, two or three? Yeah. So, like, you can only dump two points into reload faster. So, okay. So, I went from reloading from 10% faster to now uh, max reload. I can't put any more into it uh, 20% faster than normal. <sighs> okay. Yeah. There's no way. Like, you can't just be, I'm just going to be the fastest reload in the West and dump most of your skill points into that. Yeah. Just be like hilariously out there with a 44 magnum fucking six shooter and just be like i'm gonna be fucking dirty harry let's do this yeah. <laughs> which i 100 percent would have done as just a build fuck yes cool i'm just using this 44 my reload speed is infinite <laughs> i just fire off shots drop the bullets let's go it's so fast there's not even an animation for it <laughs> yeah ah but no you're not allowed to do that no, uh-uh. no, no, no. we're not doing that here we're here for I did, vaguely grounded in reality fun. Which is an interesting thought because uh, robots, which I still want to put a pin in that one. I want to talk about the six crown guns. 
Oh yeah. So the max is uh, there's five crowns. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Is that's the top tier. But then there's six crown guns, which are experimental guns. Each category has at least one. I never got any of them. I did. Uh, I by the time we had finished the game, uh, like I'd found uh, some mods. I was playing around with some of the stuff. So like the experimental guns, which are straight up silly. Yeah, absolutely silly, right? Like you can get an LMG and it just does lightning rounds. Any bullet you put into it turns into lightning, which is fun. It's stupid. The guns themselves were fine. I wasn't actually that impressed with the experimental guns themselves. The uh, 50 BMG turning into a railgun is pretty ballin'. If it hit harder, like it still runs into the same issue. Yeah. But I would imagine that's just an issue with their scaling. Yeah. More importantly, of the experimental ammo. So your normal ass gun can use this crazy pants ammo like the um, the electric rounds, which the bullets have wires between them that just constantly shocks and they do a shit ton of damage. Oh, my God. You can just pepper a robot with them and then just the strands going back and forth electrocute the shit out of them and just explode everything always. Or the tar rounds, which slow things. And I think you can light them on fire but it has like a 5% chance of setting you on fire when you shoot them, which is dumb and I love it. Cool, cool, cool. Or the uh, radioactive health packs that you can make, which give you a decent heal, but give you radiation sickness for a minute. It's not Fallout that we're talking about right now, right? Correct. Okay. Uh... Yeah, no, because this just fades away. You don't get fun mutations. Oh, okay. Ooh, or the uh, nuke grenades. From the, uh, yeah, because this, totally this totally isn't Fallout. I definitely didn't have a fat man. <laughs> Where, like, I launched a, I launched a straight-up mini-nuke, but it doesn't go off like a mini-nuke like you want it to. It's just, like, a hazy radiation cloud. Boo! <laughs> Boo! And it doesn't do as much damage as you feel like it should. Like a lot of things, yeah. Like a lot of things. Yeah, because... Uh, after I beat the game, yeah, I did uh, mod a little to see what the lightning rounds, because you had told me that they were insane, so yeah. I wanted to try them out. They're absurd. You literally just shred, like, the biggest, strongest robot uh, you can clear with a single clip or less. Yeah. It's just absurd. Um, but the 44 Magnum has explosive rounds, and they're so bad, it's kind of funny. Right, because when you think explosives around, you think shoot and pop, not, uh, what are they, a proximity mine? Yeah, and if you shoot the enemy with them, they do explode on contact, but they do substantially less damage when you do it that way. Why Why would they design it like that? <laughs> <laughs> what? So you can set proximity traps with your pistol. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I wanted, thanks. Uh... I would like to point out one of the snipers, the unique rounding gets in addition to i think electric rounds is uh health rounds yeah yep yeah they heal whoever you shoot so that's cool very good yeah if you're playing online and like your team needs a healer yeah you i can, guess you can be a sniper slash healer i i do actually kind of dig that like that's so stupid right i love that that's dumb that you can just sit from a distance and be like sniping and then switch ammo and start shooting your teammates and then switch back ammo. Yeah. like wow that would be interesting it would require me to you know have enough people to play with and like it be relevant now i don't know where in the game the six star crafting recipes are no idea uh, because in order to craft things you have to find a recipe for it and they are scattered all the fuck over oh yeah thankfully people have uh, amassed the 
recipe locations because the crafting recipe locations don't change. Yep. So you always know where, okay, the health pack crafting thing is because you don't get to start crafting health packs. That's not a thing. Yeah, you just have to find them. Yep. But then once you do, you could just you just load up on them. Now, and like it's like you would think that um, that might be an issue. It's it's not really like even if you don't have the recipe for it, you you find a lot of them. You and really like, do ammo. Good lord, you find ammo all over. Yeah, it's funny. I um, there's a as I said, the skills don't really feel uh, impressive until of course some of them are. Uh, there's one that gives you plus a hundred percent ammo from uh, looting corpses and boxes. And after I got that, it wasn't even like I would even think about ammo anymore. I was constantly like, oh, I have too much ammo to walk again. <laughs> like, I'm, I mean, we were talking, we were playing, and I was like, yeah, yep. I have 4,000 rounds. Yeah. And I was like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> Just like on me for one of my guns. One of your guns that you weren't even using. Yeah. It's just like, I accidentally have way too much ammo. Yeah, because you're like 4,000 pistol rounds. You're yeah. like, why do I have this? Because <laughs> you can. Yep. Okay. So, like, that doubling all the ammo just, like... Because the ammo, as you said, isn't super a big deal to begin with. And then when you double it, it's just... It, it's comical how much you're like, oh, yeah, ammo, sure, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, that real survival where it's just like, ah, I have infinite resources. You know, another thing with the skills, the bottom, because there's what, six main things, five main things, and then you have like two trees you can go down. There's four main categories. Oh, four. Okay. Each one has two trees, so there's eight total like special skills. Yeah, so the very bottom is a quote unquote special skill, which gives you an ability like the one I was working towards was... um. There is no more recoil for you. Everything is no laser beam. Yeah. Which, like, realistically, I don't want that. But, you know, why not? It's funny. It is funny. Here's the thing, though. I Like Jason had said earlier, you can't respec. And once you pick one, that's it. If you pick another one after that, you can't hop between them. Yeah. Which is such a weird call. Now, there is a level cap. It's, what, 30? Yes. So you can't just have all of the skills anyway. Like, it wants you to go down a tree and then stick with it. But I didn't see where it told me that. Like, I, I knew that and as I was, like, trying to look up what's the level cap and people bitching, like, where's the respec button? Oh, they didn't put one in. Oh, well, that sucks. Like, what if I want to try something? Oh, well, all you have to do if you wanted to try a build, you know, test it out, is make a new character. Yeah. But you don't get XP all that quickly. Not really. Not solo. Uh, you and I did once we were like taking out fucking armies. Yeah. Well, so that's the, you get an amount of experience for doing quests and it's not bad, but it's not great. Uh, and side quests are even worse. Yeah. But then if you just engage in large robot battle, uh, you get way more experience. Yeah, you do. It's like, oh, you did a main quest. Here's a thousand experience. I had several battles that were clearing like 4,000 experience. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Okay. So, like, it's way more effective to just get in large-scale robot battle to level up, which is made so much easier when you have someone there. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's interesting. Like, uh, this is actually the kind of game that I enjoy. Like, I would easily just sit down, put a couple hours into, enjoy my time, and kind of just, like, shut your brain off, run around, robot fight, right? But I like uh, that first-person shooter survival shit. Like, that's why I was comparing it to, Z to DayZ. Like, I like DayZ. 
I don't know why, but I do. And like this being that but light uh, is appealing because I don't always want to fuck with all the superfluous shit. Like you don't have to worry about getting sick. You don't have to worry about being wet. You don't have to worry about hunger. Blah, 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 blah. You can just run out there, find some shit, shoot some shit. Great. And then you and I would play together. And wouldn't you know it, weirdly, playing with your friends is a much better time. Yeah. But also, uh, I didn't realize until we were at the like the southern end of the map in that city where we ran into the horde, where like there is actually more robots with more people in. Oh yeah. Because like we weren't really running into that large groups. Occasionally we would run into uh, groups, and then while you were fighting stuff, like more would come in. But it was really the first time when we were down there that, like, there was just a shit ton of robots to begin with, and then more just kept pouring in, and then they kept spawning in more dudes, and then we ran into another big-ass group as the one behind us was closing in on us like a fucking pincer. Holy shit. Yeah, it was the one time we ever really got overwhelmed and just had to say, fuck it. Yeah, which was fucking awesome. (laughs) We're just running this shit. Oof, oof, oof. Now... The one, and I have mixed feelings on this. Like, it's super nice, but it also really takes the sting out of it. Uh, death has no penalty in this game. Yeah, is su- super positive in that, you know, again, you just die and you're like, great. I don't feel like I was punished. So, like, I didn't lose any of my good gear. Because, uh, like, if you lost all your stuff, uh, is oh, boy. Oh, that would be... Frustrating to the point where it's unplayable. Right. So, like, it's good it doesn't do that, but it's weird that it doesn't do anything. Because then it's just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, when you die, you get to go back to a fast travel point, which is uh, usually a church or one of the bunkers that you find. And so the most thing that you're missing out on is if you didn't find one close to where you died, so you now have to travel back there. Yeah. If you're heading that way. They don't take your experience. You don't lose any gear. So, like, if you end up in a fight that you don't think you can win, you can just let them kill you. Yep. Like, it's the, instead of, like, burning med packs and trying to maybe finagle something, it's probably better just to lay down and die. Yeah. Which is a weird feeling. Yeah, because you could just go back to a fast travel point and then go around. Yeah. Or, you know, craft up the ammo or med packs that you were missing and, you know, you're now at full health, so, like... Maybe now you can take them on. Do what I do and just try again. Yeah. Like, like an idiot. It's, I'm a win. It's, it's not a problem. It's really not, though. Right. I just, Again, I, I don't dislike that, but it does feel weird. Yeah, like, I don't hate it in practice. I really don't. But it also makes it seem like, what's the point? Because there's no penalty for this. Other than your time, but there's enough fast travel spots... That getting across the map, like, is not hard. Yeah, to the map's credit, like, it's pretty big. Uh, especially once you get to, like, the main island. It's certainly so, not small. I don't know if I'd say big, but it's it's pretty well I mean, if you're going to walk from, like, one end to the other, like, it'd take you a while. And that if you're looking for them, you will find a lot of fast travel stations. If you're just trying to hightail it through the woods, you're not going to find any. Because they're in, like, cities, or, like, the bunkers, or whatever. So, like, you would have to follow along the roads, which will lead you into more robots, but also stuff to loot and cities and, like, shit that you would want to find, which I think is interesting because I didn't have that many fast travel stations unlocked, but I was just, like, beelining it, point A to point B, ignoring everything. Yeah. Until I got to a certain point 
which was uh, Let the Murder Begin. And like from the get-go, I was trying to destroy every robot in front of me, even if that meant I had to use every fucking round that I had, which happened more than once. Do uh, you want to talk about um, IP infringement, the robot design? or? <laughs> uh, so they made robots, and they look kind of cool. Yeah, you've got what? The drones, the puppies. They look like dogs. Yeah. The uh, bipedal ones. They look like big dudes. Well, they look more like the um, forklift suit out of Alien uh, filled with robot parts, but, you know, that blocky dude shape. Yeah. So I'm trying to look up uh, the names of these uh, artists. Uh, Basically, they made these, and there are a few artists. One is Polish, and the other is Swedish, I believe, who um, have done art like this. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> like this is uh, a bit light. It's um, it's, uh, it's big robots in uh, like northern European landscapes. The Polish one uh, you would know if you've played the game Scythe, who actually uses his like artwork and is straight up based off of. And you know what I'm talking about. It's more slightly more steampunky. Uh, Jakub Rzalski. Yeah. Yeah, that's the uh, Scythe. Yeah. It's because that one's set around, I think, like the turn of the century, more 19, you know, 100 than 1980s. But it's these big robots. And boy, oh boy, do you get a lot of feelings of that when you're like in a snowy mountaintop looking down at this giant war machine robot in a field beneath you. (laughs) Yeah, man. What is the other guy's name? Oh, uh, Simon Stalinhug. Yeah. And it's, um,. Some of Simon's art is, oh boy. Yeah, it's not even like inspired by, like that's just what they use. It basically is, yeah. It, like you look at it and you go, I fought that thing. Yeah. He was not happy with the game. Yeah, understandably. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I don't think they mention him at all. Uh-uh. Not even as like an inspiration. And you just like go, mm. mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's uh, maybe a bit much. <clears throat> oh, he uh, apparently did Tales from the Loop. Sure. So yeah, it's like the game looks good and the, you know, art of the robots and stuff, the art design is uh, neat. Might be at times a little bit more than ripped off, but you know, that's... Uh, I don't know where it went as I'm not reading through this whole article, but like uh, Avalanche knows who I am. We live in the same town. The game director of Generation Zero follows me on Twitter. I've met them and briefly worked with them, and one, not once did they mention they were working on a game set in Swedish countryside in the late 1980s featuring giant robots. Yeah. <sighs> right. Like, uh, apparently is, uh, yeah. Yeah, which, um, like, I didn't know giant robots in the, like, European countryside were, one, a thing that more than one artist does, but two, they're actually pretty fucking sick. Like, you should check out their art if you haven't. Oh, absolutely, you should. Yeah, which gives me real conflicted feelings on the robot design for the game. Like, they look really cool, but I don't know if I should like that or not. Yeah, yeah. It's not a great feeling. <laughs> no. But, wait, I don't know. Do you have anything particular you want to say about the game? I'm ready to wrap it up. Okay, because I, I wanted to say... But when it comes down to the game, I'm in this weird place. Uh, Playing through the first bit and playing with you was pretty good. But then the game doesn't change at all. Yep. After you unlock the first bunker and you do the quest to clear the radio tower, and then 
your next thing is to unlock five more bunkers, clear three more radio towers as like part of the main mission. All the guns, they get higher in rarity, but they're all the same. Mm -hmm. All the robot types are the same. Every bunker is made of the same rooms. They're in different layouts, but they're always the same rooms. It really, uh, about midway through the game, I just, I could not be bothered to care. Yeah. I just was like, this isn't a terrible time playing it. Like, it wasn't, you know, it's still just shooting robots, doing stuff, but I wasn't really having, uh, like, much more fun. It was just there. I get that. It's like, uh, because the way the critical path is buried in the rest of the shit, like, they could have cut out half of that or, like, just let you do the critical path, which would make the game, like, an hour long because there's not a lot of, quote-unquote, critical path here. It's, like, three missions. Yeah. I mean, again, I think it's five, technically. Four radio towers that you have to clear. Right, right, because I'm not including the uh, messing with the Russians. I mean, like, just the dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's it. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, again, modding at the end to get some of the, like, crazy stuff. I wanted that. I, like, I beat the game. I spent, I don't know, 12 hours, 14 hours in the game. I genuinely don't know. Yeah, I don't know. How long it took us to beat it. And by the end of that, I barely had a few of the crafting recipes and I had nothing six star or any of the like crazy tech ammo. And then when I did, I was like, these are hilarious. Some of them probably and most definitely OP, but like it was fun to just like pop out of the bushes with an electric machine gun and go robot hunting. Yeah. So like I didn't hate my time with this game but I don't know if I would particularly recommend it. Just, like, it's okay. See, I agree with you in that I feel like the game itself, in order to, like, see credits, feels overly long. Now, I don't know if you have to get through all the bunkers once you get to, like, what's up with Dr. What's-His-Shit, or if you can just, like, do that. It's neither here nor there. Uh, I'm also with you 100% that, like, where was the experimental weapon stuff before? Because, like, the game does need more variety. You, you're you just doing the same thing. And now, personally, I didn't mind that for playing it because, like I said, I could just, like, shut my brain off, go do the thing. This was a fine game for that. But uh, I, I wanted more weapon variety. And I don't think what they have is bad. I just want more. There needed to be more enemies because there's five. Yep. And I guess they have a military version, but that just makes them tankier. An enemy that was already pretty fucking tanky. And, uh, well, nah, I guess there's a couple different varieties of the, like, the dudes. But it's the same dude. Right. They just do slightly different shit. It's uh, like, it doesn't feel like a different enemy. This one has ticks that he summons. This one has a flamethrower. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, but it's the same exact build and design, same weak points. Yeah. Like, it's the same enemy. Yeah. But, like, after the game is finished, start messing with the mods just to test out the experimental shit. And, like, there's there's stuff in the game, the cosmetics, which, because you can craft cosmetics, you can get 1% to fucking bullet resist. 1%. Okay. Why bother putting that there at all? You can get stuff that looks silly. Like, the entire game, I had a fucking, like, cybernetic eye patch. Oh, I guess I didn't mention the whole game I was cosplaying as Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> right. I was... <laughs> I started off with some nerd and ended up with, as, like, some techno punk and then i was running around with ziggy stardust the whole time 
fucking choice. Not as much customization as I would like, but more than I would have given it credit for, I'll give them that. But you get to the experimental weapons, and they start doing silly things. And I want to know where the silliness was there the entire game. Like, we don't have to go full-on Far Cry, uh, what was that, fucking Blood Wolf or whatever this shit. But, like, maybe we can lean a little farther that way, like you started to at the end there. Because, like, that's fun. Like, sure, it sucks, everyone's dead, let's be sad, boo-hoo. But, like, I'm now hunting robots for sport, let's just get weird with it, all right? (laughs) And I guess maybe that would go against the message they had said, but then they put the experimental weapons in the game anyway, so... We can have crazy scientists... Swedish Q giving us just absolutely batshit guns because why not? Here, this will go help you hunt robots better, I guess. It's a fucking gun that shoots swords that explodes into smaller swords because I always want that in everything. Yeah. Uh, I I do recommend this, though. If you like survival games, if you like the sort of first-person survival, with the caveat that you have people that you play it with. If you were into that kind of game, you'll probably think that this is fine. Just there's not a lot there to really sink your teeth into because there's not much by way of crafting. There's not really any survival to it. It's mostly just explore the Swedish island and shoot stuff, which is fine for a few hours, but tough if you want to actually clear it, which is why I'd say play with some friends because I think there's more entertainment value in like the sandbox that it gives you to play around with friends in. Which is admittedly only focused on gorilla fighting robots, but that's still pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the... It's probably high-end for things we've played recently, but I still don't know. Like, especially if you're by yourself. Because the few times I played by myself, like, the first time we played together, that was fine. And then I played by myself, and that was fine. Because I was still on the, like, early island, and I was getting the hang of everything. And then we played a bunch together, and I played by myself a couple times, and those were uh, not great. Well, I had told you at a certain point what was keeping me going was, like, I want to know what's up with the doctor. Like, the guy who's control. like, you know, what it's him before you know it's him. Like, I want to know what's up with him. And, like, them trickling out information, just, like, little snippets here and there, is what kept me interested in it. But I, I don't think that that's enough for most people. And, like, looking at the sales figures for the game, it wasn't enough for most people. Oh, I mean, besides, you know, it's buggy as shit. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, we didn't even talk about the weird bugs. Oh, you mean how in the very first, like, five minutes of playing the game with you, I managed to get caught? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Quite literally, we ran up to the first house, the house, that like, starter house. And I jumped in between the wall and, like a wheelbarrow and i just got lodged and i was like jake i can't move jake i'm trapped <laughs> yeah. which was perfect oh my god as i'm like yeah like i've actually been kind of enjoying this game and you're like uh-huh <laughs> and then motherfucker <laughs> yep perfect great yeah right on right on time <laughs> but weird like physics shit like that and it's that sort of jank that i genuinely enjoy but like what the real problem is, and I don't know if they've patched it out or not, but there are quests in the game that you can't complete just because it's bugged. It'll be like, you need to get to something behind a door that's permanently locked. Lols. Yeah. Like, that sucks. Now, we didn't experience, or I didn't experience that. I don't think you did. No, I didn't do like any side quests. I had to quit and reload a couple times to try to get quests to trigger properly, which was not great. Yeah. Because it was like, oh, you have to kill all the enemies at this location. And then I did, and it just never updated the next section of the quest. Mm. Okay, they're all dead. You have to kill all the enemies. They are all dead. 
Now, I don't know what we paid for this, and it's not on Game Pass, but, like, if it was, I'd be like, you should just, like, you should check it out if it sounds interesting, but, like, I couldn't give you a dollar figure on what I think you should pay for it, because, like, I don't know. Right. Yeah. It's... I definitely would not recommend it at full price. (laughs) I don't even know what full price for it would be. And don't buy it for that. (laughs) Yeah. Probably, like, 40, right? Nah, it ain't worth 40. No. I don't think it's worth 20. (laughs) Which is a shame, because, like, I enjoyed it, but, yeah, like... But, mm. like eh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, fuck, what do we do now? Well, now we answer letters from listeners, like you. Oh, I don't listen to this. That's not true, I actually do. <laughs> you do. It's well-established I'm the one that doesn't. All right. Green things and sandimentations, pebbles. Coming to you this time from a dreary office building in Slough. Hmm. I've been put in charge of ensuring that any and all Brits with bad teeth are in as many tourist spots as possible. We must continue to feed the stereotype and not allow the world to know that we have dentists. It's not true. (laughs) That is empirically not true. My big news is that Lady Britannia and I have welcomed our latest addition, my new daughter. Little (laughs) Miss Brit, if you will. Congrats! So my question this time has a more family slash childhood focus, which... Jason, tell us about space. We'll see how that goes. (laughs) I was born a void. I will die in nothingness. (laughs) All right. Uh, The very first game you remember playing. Uh, It is the only Super Nintendo game I have in cartridge. It is why it's sitting behind me right now. Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Uh, So this is nearly impossible for me to answer because I don't remember playing necessarily. Um... We had a lot of old PC games, but I don't, I didn't necessarily play them. I sat on a chair and watched them being played, uh, depending. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, so, um, Might and Magic 4, Cloud of Zine, uh, something like that, or like a King's Quest, or Quest for Glory, uh, maybe a Curse of Monkey Island, something like that. Yeah, yeah. See, we had a Nintendo, uh, but when my parents got divorced... That year for Christmas, I'd gotten a Super Nintendo, which came with Super Mario World, which, like, I played, but my mom also got me Final Fantasy Mystic Quest because she's like, what was I, like, five or six? She's like, yeah, you're a fucking nerd. Here, you like this shit. I'm like, I do. And, like, I played Super Mario, but Mystic Quest, like, I played through and beat. That was the first game I've ever beaten, like, the first one I really sunk my teeth into. Yeah, uh, as a, you know, again, it's, so it's all these old PC games for me, yeah, yeah. and uh, really, which I guess this uh, next one, the first game you played which really made you fall in love with the pastime. <laughs> so this is a two-part uh, thing for me. So to finish what I was saying is we had these old PC games, um, but then when we got a new computer, they we put the old computer up into my bedroom. Okay. So it wasn't connected to the internet, but I still had all these games on floppy disks that I could play. Yeah. So, like, that's when I started playing. And if you've tuned into, well, not any of the streams recently, but uh, plenty of times I'm just, like, streaming old Might and Magics and shit. Because that's, that's when I grew up on these old uh, games like that. Betrayal in Antara, Betrayal in Krondor, that kind of stuff. Like, old RPGs and, like, point-and-click adventures on the PC. But then the other part of that, I would probably say, is um, playing some games with people. Uh, as a kid, uh, it's just like some of the multiplayer games for, we got a PlayStation 1, 
were like uh, the Bomberman World, I think it was, and stuff like, oh, goodness, Devil Dice, which no one is going to get. Yeah, I never heard of that one. Other than <laughs> that is just straight shout out to Elsa if she listens to this. This is another one of those fucking warlock situations, right? Where yeah. it's like somebody you knew actually made the game and yeah, didn't yeah, sell yeah, it no. anywhere. Devil Dice, that game that I played probably hundreds of hours of that no one else has heard of. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but like I would go over to my neighbors and they, cause they had a super Nintendo and we would play uh, turtles in time and sunset riders. Fuck yeah. Because sunset riders. And I still make sunset riders quotes to this day. And people don't know what I'm doing. Yep. <laughs> cause any, every now and then you just have to remind people to bury you with your money. But in a very, like, burn me with my money. <laughs> and then you fall out of a two-story window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, see, for me, it's the uh, the same the same answer. Uh, it's Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. It's what made me fall in love with video games. Now, it helps. that uh, And, like, we should absolutely do an episode on this game because it's shit. It is a shit game. If you don't know, Final Fantasy Mystic Quest was, I want to say, the first, the second Final Fantasy game that, to come out in the U.S. Because Japan thought Americans were too stupid to figure out how RPGs work. All you have to do is hit a single button the entire game. Like, there's no strategy. It does some neat things where, like, as you damage enemies, their sprites change to, like, show that they've gotten damage done to them. It is stupid piss easy. And as a five-year-old, it was amazeballs. And it's your standard uh, gather the crystals, blah, 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 elements, blah, 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 go do the thing. It also items that you use in the overworld are equipped. So, like, you can get a claw to uh, hook shot your way over to stuff because, like, I played that before at Zelda. So suck it, Zelda. And bombs to break things and axes to cut down trees, which you can use as weapons. And they affect stuff in the overworld, which was super awesome. And is the story good? No. It is your generic-ass Final Fantasy bullshit. But it didn't matter because little kid me fucking loved it. I still love generic-ass Final Fantasy dipshit story. Even if now that I'm older and jaded, I'm like, well, I mean, like, they're not even trying, but, like, okay. But, like, I'm with you in that <laughs> my, our video game situation growing up was weird, right? So, like I said, my parents were divorced. Uh, my oldest brother and sister lived with their mom. My... His sister and I lived with my mom when we would meet, when we would spend time at our father's, um, we would pool our consoles. So like we had Nintendos and Playstations, like my brother had Sega, they had Sega everything. Genesis, Dreamcast, CD, uh, like we had a fucking Virtual Boy from somewhere. Like we had an N64, fucking Xboxes, like we just would pool our shit together. So like we had access to all sorts of shit and we would just play shit together. Which was awesome. Yeah, which uh, is the uh, next one. Uh, the first game you handed a second controller to a sibling or relative so they could play with you. Which is really just like, I was the one handed probably the controller. Like, I'm the third of four children, so. Same. Right, like, I have older siblings. <laughs> Although, I'm my mother's oldest, so. woo But I kind of already covered the multiplayer games. I'm sure I could think of more, but. Uh, that's, I would, it'd be Mario, the original Mario, uh, probably my brother and I playing the original Super Mario Brothers, me being Luigi, or shit, maybe us playing, uh, Sonic 2, or I was Tails, 
maybe Super Mario World. Like, I could see... it. No, it would definitely be the original Super Mario. So, uh, any games you'd play with your parents or older relatives? This is a fun one. Uh, because my dad doesn't really uh, play games that much. Um, not his thing. My mom, totally into it. And one of the, one of the funniest things, and this has been true uh, throughout her time uh, playing video games, uh, is that... She likes video games. She's not the greatest at certain parts of them. Sure. Namely, she doesn't have great hand, like rapid hand-eye coordination. So it would always be her, you know, um, the game she played for the longest time on the PlayStation was Tomb Raider. Sure. The whole series. That was her jam. Uh, But she wasn't great at some of the, like, fine jumping puzzles. Sure. And so it would be... She would then hand, like, the controller to me, say, and be like, Jason, I need you to get to the other side of this room. I've got, uh, you know, she'd do all the tooling around and searching for clues and combat, but, like, give her a room full of jumps that she has to, you know, time properly, and it's just like, here, you, small kid, do this. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And so, like, I, I mean, as late as, I don't know, two years ago, she was playing some uh game i don't remember what it was but it was like a retro style dungeon crawly type thing and there was a room that had a chest at the end but it had a bunch of fireball launchers and she's like i can't get through this without dying <laughs> you sit at my computer and dodge past these fireballs you do the thing and i'm like all right um no all right, cool. We got plenty more, so that's great. Keep it short. Yep. Uh, the game you'd show off nowadays to young relatives as a check out how cool this is sort of thing. Um, I don't have that many young relatives, but also I don't necessarily think that needs to be a thing anymore. Uh, yeah. Right. Like gaming is now so mainstream, you don't avoid it, period. Like when you were young and I was young, even like gaming was more niche, but not even like super niche. Then it was starting to be more common. Yeah. And it's just gotten more and more common Mm -hmm. to the point that, again, the gaming industry is like the largest entertainment industry. Games make more money per year than movies and books combined. Like video games is the industry. Yeah. Well, it's like my kids are into video games. Like you showed up today, they were playing what Burnout Paradise and fucking Inky and the what the fuck. Yeah, because like they've been hounding me to get uh, new Switch games, which like makes sense. I don't have that many Switch games because I don't play the Switch, and like they're on Steam, they're on the fucking Xbox. They they play games. We play games together. Right. So like I don't I don't have to show them like hey check this out. And they're like that looks fun. Let me play. So, yeah. And sometimes it's Bubsy because they're stupid. (laughs) They're harder to trick now. Yeah, on account of Bubsy. They know better. (laughs) Uh, So, let's see what we got. The next one. Uh, First game you finished or even completed, uh, which I think we've covered before. Um, I mean, I've answered this tonight. Right. Uh, Impossible for me to say. Like, I played all those old uh, computer games games i don't know how many of them i actually completed at the time i can tell you i definitely beat pokemon red that was probably one of the older ones so i'm gonna say that for now your your recommendation for game i should play with my daughter once she's old enough to hold the controller Uh, we've answered this before minecraft 
Oh, see, I was going to say uh, Super Mario. Oh. Pick your favorite Super Mario. It really doesn't matter. Like, because they're geared to... Yeah, I mean, like, like, super young, yeah, something like a Mario. Yeah. Just, just jump. I mean, fucking Minecraft's not bad, though. It's not. You just have to get just past that first only able to jump stage. It's a bit more complicated, yeah. though. But Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, uh, like, Super Mario Brothers World in the Super Nintendo. A game you'd love to experience for the first time again. <sighs> uh, no. Yeah, that's uh, where I'm at. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not into. Uh, we've answered this. Well, not this exact thing, but we've talked about before. Where like your experience is something the first time you experienced it has a lot to do with where you're at in life and what was going on at the time, not just the thing itself. And so, even if you took that away, it might not be the same experiencing it again. Yep. I would prefer to hold on to the memories of something I have the first time playing it where we're at than to get rid of it and hope to relight that magic or whatever. Basically, 100% that. Yep. Which, yeah, I think it's come up at some point, but I don't remember. Uh, well, friends, it is time to once again love and leave you. Me and my family are going on holiday to Sandy Balls Holiday Center. Real big place. Log cabins by the lake type of thing. Ooh. And we don't wish to lose our booking. Bear Tree Bell, my great and good companions. Lord Stalwart Alphonse Walton Britannia, <laughs> fifth Earl of Selkirk. <laughs> I fucking love that. Thank you, Lord Britannia, you magnificent bastard. Congrats on the daughter, and I hope Mrs. Britannia is doing well. So uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, things you want us to read aloud, anything like that, uh, email thebadgamecast.gmail.com. You can also find us on uh, all the regular social medias uh, at The Bad Gamecast. You got your Twitters. I guess I'll say Facebook. Twitter's your face pages. Your uh, we have a Discord links in the description. We've got Twitch, which we stream. <laughs> the Twatches yep. goes up on the YouTube's Monday through Thursday, and then those videos hopefully go up on the YouTube's. Which again, we have YouTube. Uh, you can find the audio for this podcast and all the Twitch streams hopefully up there. And uh, then we have a Patreon if you want to support what we do. Uh, everyone's uh, support means a lot. Thanks to uh, everyone. Yes, thank you. To all of our Patreon supporters, you guys are the fucking bestest. Well, anyway, you can find me on Twitter, at Jake Prey. And for the Bad Gamecast, I've been a Rusty AK. I've been a polished 50 BMG. Good night, everybody! This is where we do the extra jazzy version of our outro theme. Why would we be jazzy? Is Sweden known for jazz? Yes. Oh. Hot Swedish jazz. I was going to say like techno it up, but it's already kind of electronic, so I don't know. What fucking idiot made that garbage? I don't know. It was me! <laughs> if it's Sweden, aren't we supposed to do like death metal? That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, which really brings up the question, why didn't we burn any of those churches to the ground? Is Sweden famous for burning churches? You look at me like I should know that. I don't. <laughs> Specifically the metal scene. Uh, oh, God. What's the guy's name? He got arrested for burning down a church. Just one? Uh, I He probably burned down many, but he the reason he got caught for burning down this church was because he, he posted, like, a... The, a clip of the church burning but it was from like an angle where the like camera crew that was recording for like 
the news yeah. back it far wasn't. enough. Wasn't yeah. <laughs> it was like, uh, oh uh, wait, no, you were there. <laughs> you were there. <laughs> hey, bud. <laughs> if I remember, he's a real piece of shit. But like, yeah, burning churches so that your music sounds good or something. I don't know. Yeah. Death metal is weird. Death metal is weird. Metal do be weird. It do be like that though.